Blog Talk Radio. Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, N.D., C.N.H., is the best-selling author of the ebook "The Secret to Everything: Manifesting the Life You Desire." Now, available on Amazon. She has practiced naturopathic medicine for over 20 years. She is a gifted intuitive, medium, empath, paranormal investigator, and remote viewer. She travels and gives classes and lectures across the country, as well as taking limited private clients. Trained in many modalities of healing, Dr. Kimberly has been practicing energy healing exclusively for the last 10 years. Dr. Kimberly has the ability to raise your vibration in person or long distance, and as a result, change everything in your life for the better, forever. A gifted transformationalist, she has developed TEB, or Transformational Energy Balancing, in order to facilitate permanent and rapid healing in her clients. Her desire is to be your last healer. And now, the host of The Secret to Everything... Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. The views expressed on The Secret to Everything are not necessarily those of the host, the co-host, or our guest. All medical information given is for informational purposes only and is not intended to diagnose any disease or condition. Please see your medical doctor or qualified health practitioner if you have any further questions. And as always, thank you for listening. Well, I'd like to second that. This is Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. Welcome to The Secret to Everything. I am very excited about our show tonight. As many of you know, we usually have dual guests on. So we usually have one guest the first hour and one guest the second hour. But tonight, I thought our guest was so super special, Mr. Brad Johnson, that I decided to have him on for two hours, and if some of you haven't read the promos for the show, um, they are in for, or I should say you are in for a tremendous surprise, because we've got a little extra than Mr. Brad here, so we'll get into that in a little bit, but thank you so much for joining us tonight. I have my beautiful and talented producer and good friend, Ms. Tara Marie from Strange Days Indeed, and I have the very attractive and equally talented well, um, and he is from GotSpirits.org. Did I get it right? Since I always type yes, in like got every. It right this time. <laughs> but I thought um, we have a bunch of callers already, which is fantastic. Thank you. And I think Kara's going to be called screening. Kareem is missing tonight. He said he is moving into his dream home. So there's an example of law of attraction and manifestation in action. Um, for everyone that knows, we talk a lot about that on this show. So I'm really happy. Congratulations. To him and TG from Intuitive Paranormal Society is working. So hopefully he'll be joining us at least listening, and maybe we can um, put out a plea for him to call in later in the show. But I thought, um, since it's just Carol Wald and I 
today that I would give you guys, the audience, a chance to get to know Kara and Walt a little bit. So I'm putting them on a spot, and uh, don't even try to call screen Kara because I'm going to you first. But uh, can you go on to Can you go to Walt second? Because I'm having a problem with my studio. Walt first. <laughs> yeah, I have an excuse. You always have an excuse. You had an excuse last week. You remember when I went to you last week? You're like, can you go to somebody else? Okay, I'll go to Walt first. Oh, who sent me the text message before the show? Wow. Okay. Okay. Um, on to Walt. Yeah, on to Walt. Okay, Mr. Walt, Thanks, can you Karen. tell us? <laughs> you guys are so funny. <laughs> Walt, could you tell us um, kind of a little bit about your website and what you do? I'm giving you a chance to plug yourself this evening. Well, um, what I do is, is I'll just explain real quick. Um, I did, I belong to a ghost hunting group, and I brought home some uh, unwanted guests to my house, and so I left the group, and it took me a couple months, but I finally got rid of these unwanted guests. And now what I do is I help people all over who are experiencing paranormal activity get rid of their own um, unwanted, unpaying guests or tenants, I should say. So that's what I do. Well, that kind of sounds mysterious, Mr. Wall, mm-hmm. but okay. So what is your website? They can go and read more about it and, and figure out exactly what the heck you're talking about. <laughs> so my, my website is www.gotspirits.org. So if, you, right. go on there, if you go on there, um, it has uh, my bio and contact information. Um, and I'm still working on the website and adding new things to it, but it is what it is. You know, it's what I have now. I hear that. Wonderful. Well, thank you very much. Kara, are you ready? Have you stalled long enough? Um, yes. Yes and no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, hi, everyone. This is Kara. I am the host of Strange Days Indeed, which re- recently came back on the radio after its little hiatus. It's on Blog Talk Radio slash Strange Days Indeed. We talk about spiritual, paranormal, and anything interesting. It's really a show about people and coming together in a non-judgmental platform. So that was my vision for this show. My website is strangedaysindeed.com, and I am hosting uh, UK medium Mike Davies when he comes down to Orlando October 9th. So if you'd like tickets to a night of mediumship, please go to strangedaysindeed.com. And I'm also a psychic intuitive. I do readings, and I'm a mom of a toddler, which makes life very interesting. And I get to produce The Secret to Everything with Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. Aw, that's nice. You do a lot, Kara. Well, and one thing I wanted to mention, too, is I have a new product line. I'm going to put Kara on the spot double, and then I'll get um, let her go and start screening some of these calls for you guys that are on hold. But... Um, here I got an opportunity to try a new product of mine, and it is on the secret to everything. It's actually a separate box. It's my paranormal website, which is PS Alchemy. And I released a new product, and I just put it up last week on the website. I talked a little bit about it. But it, I call it a spiritual protection product, and Walt's going to get mad if I like say the name because he thinks like he doesn't like it. So I'm not going to say the name. We'll just call it a spiritual protection product, and you guys can I go like check it name. out. You like that? You like the spiritual yeah. protection product? Unfortunately, that's not his name, but we'll pretend for you all. So um, mm. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have Kara tell you a little bit about her experience with it, if you would, Kara. 
Okay, well, I was very, very excited when she told me that she designed this product. Um, reason being that I wouldn't currently uh, consider my house to be haunted, but it definitely does get some activity, especially with the fact of just the field that I'm in with the spirituality and the paranormal stuff. So sometimes you see some stuff that you'd rather not see. This amazing product helps to neutralize the dark energies, keep them away, create a barrier. It's a very nice little product. And when she sent it to me, I could actually feel like energy coming off of it. Me and my three-year-old daughter could could both do that. Um, the results since it's been in my house, which has been about a week, is it's been much more of a peaceful, calm environment. Um, I do notice my daughter's been a little more wanting to stay at home. We've been wanting to stay at home more, which is kind of the opposite because we're really ready to move out of an apartment. Um, And the big thing is that my daughter is getting such better sleep. She usually makes me go through, like, this huge Catholic ritual just to fall asleep. But now it's, like, pretty much like, oh, I'm ready for bed. Okay, I lay down. So I will keep everybody updated, and I plan on making a video with a little more detail about the experiences. But I would recommend it to anyone, um, whether you have a spiritual um, protection needed at your house or if you just want a better atmosphere. I definitely feel that it is better, it's worked better for me than saging and gridding my house. I am a big crystal person, and I do sage once a week. But I definitely like this product. So that is my little on-the-fly testimonial. Oh, thank you so much, Kara. And one thing I have to say is um, definitely crystals are a part of this product, and they're a huge part of my life. As I tell everybody, I have, and I know you guys think, one of these days I'm going to take a picture. I'm going to line up all my amethysts and take a picture. But I literally have 700 pounds of amethyst just in my bedroom. So I am not dishing crystals, so don't write me and be like, how can you? No, no. Crystals are a huge part of my life and a huge part of Kara's life still, and we'll have to get Walt well into those more. And mm. uh, what's going on with the clicking? Hmm. Kara, take yes. over, or have Walt do announcements. I got to figure this out. Okay, and then I have to talk to you. So, Mr. Walt, if you could do an announcement, that would be great. I sure can. Okay. Starting tomorrow, which is Thursday, September 20th, 2012, at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the magnificent Dr. Kimberly will be speaking on raising your vibration and creating abundance in your life on Coaching with the Masters. So sign up at www.secrettoeverything.com and receive free instant downloads and gifts. Now, if you can't listen live, register anyway and receive the free replay. Then on next Wednesday, we have our good friends, Shane and Brandon from Spike Paranormal. Uh, We will be talking about some of their interesting cases and their approach to investigating the paranormal and give us tips on psychic protection. And in the second hour, we will be discussing ancient civilizations, ancient ancient civilizations with famed author Arthur Farron, and he will be sharing why these recent discoveries affect your life today. So be sure to call early for this one. And on October, uh, in October, brings us an exciting month 
beginning with the interesting Greg Friedman on October 3rd. Greg is a consciousness expert and life coach. He will do whatever it takes to make your transformation happen. And in the second hour, we have Sandra Sneed Godscribe describing her book, The Missing Tale of Eve. She will be performing mini radio readings and sharing what she believes is God speaking directly to you about your life and personal mission. We will be discussing the masculine and feminine roles in relationships and our society. Then on October 10th, we have the magnificent and wonderful Angela Lavescu, and she will be talking about holistic weight loss and, and during the first hour. And during the second hour, uh, the director of Aerial Phenomena will be with us to talk about the latest in UFO and alien news. And as always, please check out www.secrettoeverything.com and also please follow us on Twitter. So if you would like to do that, for the beautiful Dr. Kimberly at Serene Wellness, the lovely Kara at Coast, number two Coast, Kara, and me at Ghost Hunter Walt. And then we have the awesome TG at Intuitive underscore PS and uh, King Cashflow, K-I-N-G-K-A-S-H-F-L-O, and that would be for Kareem, who's not with us today, but he's always with us in spirit, I'm sure. And uh, <laughs> please like our page uh, on Facebook, the Serenity, or actually Serenity Natural Wellness. Now back to Dr. Kim and Kara. Thank you, Walt. Whoa, you're sounding so professional. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Yeah. Good job. All right, Kara, if you'd like to introduce our guest, I apologize. Anyone who listens to the show knows that it is not uncommon for us to have, like, crazy audio problems within the first 10 minutes. It's just the way it is, so I apologize. But go ahead, Kara, if you'd like to um, tell us a little bit about our special guest. Okay. Brad Johnson is a facilitator of higher consciousness. Brad Johnson is known as a facilitator of higher consciousness, Uh, Brad was able to develop his deep meditative ability that allowed him to become a proficient, open, conscious channel and energy healer. Brad would receive downloads each night in his dream state as he was being rewired and upgraded to gain a higher fundamental understanding of universal mechanics, extraterrestrial and extra-dimensional life, the essence of oneness, dimensional not going to attempt that word, communication with through telepathy, and much more. In December of 2008, Brad Johnson made contact with a higher aspect of his consciousness that he that referred to himself as Adronis. Through Brad's channeling of this being, he has revealed himself to be another perspective of Brad, residing within the star of Cyrus A, the dog star, and is an extension of Brad's own higher self. And now, Brad Johnson. Welcome to the Secret to Everything, Brad. Thank you for being with us. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me today. So excited. Well, Kara kind of told us a little bit about your background. Um, Prior to this experience, um, were you working in another field, or what were you doing before all this Uh, I did did not follow spirituality at all. Uh, Before August of 2008, I was mostly uh, into filmmaking. I was into writing. I was doing marketing as well, too. Uh, Definitely doing a lot of writing. Uh, I was actually working on a novel. 
uh, just beforehand. And it was actually this novel that got me into everything I'm doing now. It's a novel actually I just finished recently. It's called Day Zero. And uh, at that time, I was just trying to find a mold for it. And the mold I found for it was that I was trying to bring a kind of a non-fiction science fiction together relating to the extraterrestrial presence, just trying to make it as real as possible. And in my discoveries of attempting to do so, I did a lot of research online. I talked to a lot of experts, etc. And what I discovered uh, most commonly was that uh, extraterrestrials uh, went hand-in-hand in, hand in regards to spirituality. They talked about a one infinite creator. They talked about what was known as the isness. Uh, in regards to you know everything that is, and so this really intrigued me because I never really saw ETs that that way before, and so I really just decided to put the book on hold at that time, and I really wanted to explore this further, and it was just it became like an obsession with me. I just really wanted to uh, uh, you know look more into these testimonies, talk more to these metaphysical experts, and it was really just something I can't explain in regards to what triggered in me, and uh, really just gave me such an overwhelming amount of of rejuvenation because I felt this is something that was devoid within me my entire life. Uh, I was raised as a Jehovah's Witness uh, since birth, and uh, I was in it to about 16, 17 years old because I just couldn't stand it anymore. I hated every minute of it. And uh, I just really didn't want to have anything else to do with religion. I just did not see religion as the answer in regards to life. Um, I knew that God existed. I just didn't feel that God was being represented in the way that any particular religion uh, represented him in that way. So I just kind of I just kind of moved into my own lifestyle upon that time, and it wasn't until August of 2008 where I just started, uh, you know, getting so much into this. I went into my local library. I pulled out a book called uh, Learn How to Meditate. I read it from front cover to back cover, and within a few days, I was doing a lot of their techniques that they were showing in the book, and I was going into really deep meditative states. I would just go outside my balcony, you know, pull up a lawn chair, and just with the beautiful sun shining just go into a really deep meditative state and I was just very visual uh, at that time, just really kind of kind of imagining if you're in like a first-person video game and you're going through a maze and you're just kind of looking at all of these aspects of yourself. It's just like a very strong inner journey. And as I started to do this, I just started to gain more downloads each and every single night. I felt like I was a part of a non-physical classroom and uh, it was just like being surrounded in light and that this light that surrounded me was teaching me aspects in regards to the universe, uh, connections, kind of rewiring me, as Kara was talking about in my profile. And uh, I would just wake up the next morning and I would just have these glorious understandings of perceptions I never realized before. And it was really something I couldn't really explain to anybody around me at that time because no one was really walking the kind of path that I was at that time. And so this is where I started to create online communities and I started to talk to psychics, I started talking to intuitives, to channels, to energy healers and more. And I just wanted to learn more about what they did and how they got into what they did and uh, you know, looked into some curriculums and, and methods and all that stuff. And so they really passed all that information on to me. And I kind of just moved from being an observer of all this into diving into it a lot further. And uh, one of the first things I was exploring was channeling. And so for those who are not familiar with what channeling is, it's basically just the state to where you are accessing more of yourself. It's accessing more of your own higher consciousness. So we're all really doing it. We're all perception devices in regards to our physical bodies. You know, the physical body really is just a human antenna. And so we're transmitting, we're sending and receiving information all the time. And basically what you're doing is you're altering your frequency rather than operating on a band of frequency here that represents this reality and your personality construct. You're basically just uh, tuning yourself in regards to a consciousness that you have established contact with. 
And it was in December of 2008 where I made connection with a being known as Adronis. And it was actually from a friend of mine who was a channeler who told me, oh, Brad, you have very strong connections to the star of Sirius, which is the brightest star in our sky, the dog star. And he just said that it feels like there's a contact there waiting for you. You should really you know, go into meditation and look into this further. So I said, all right. And I went ahead and I was doing automatic writing at the time. Automatic writing in that sense is where you just kind of have an urge to write. Uh, some people do it in different ways. Uh, and so I just got in, into automatic writing and uh, I made that contact with the Syrian entity known as Adronis. And he told me that uh, he is simply a higher aspect of myself just operating in another frequency of reality within the star of Sirius, and that he has come back at this time to assist me in my own spiritual development. And our, our contract is very, very unique, a soul contract, you could say, is very unique in regards to everything that I would be learning from this being, I would be able to share with everybody else. And so this is kind of what brought my way into a channeling state uh, where all the information that was being provided to me by this being known as Adronis uh, would be shared with everybody publicly. And since that time, uh, since around uh, December, January, or January of 2009, I started doing private sessions, uh, starting at free at first, and then moving into donations, and then going into fixed rates. So now it's been uh, almost four years now. And it's getting stronger and stronger and better and better and purer and purer every single day. And I've just been studying so many different facets as well, too, not just channeling, but energy healing, I was even studying remote viewing. I was studying um, uh, you know, intuitive development. Uh, you name it. Really, everything that represents spirituality, consciousness, and metaphysics. I've been uh, you know, kind of dipping my toe in the pond and seeing exactly how far I could do it. But it's just, it has been an incredible, life-changing uh, couple of years for me. And uh, I could not be more happy of who I am today for, because of it. So, uh, Brad, um, <clears throat> now, do you believe that you might have had a, a past life with with uh, Adronis or well, it's not so much it? of a past life. It's not so much of a past life as it is more of an integration. Because really, if you look at it from the perspective, time is an illusion. Everything exists now. The past and the future, from what Adronis has stated, are side effects. And so, really, what you're looking at is uh, is perspective. And so, it really would be the idea is that branches of your own spirit or branches of your own soul exist in many different dimensions. There's an aspect of you on this planet that's a woman right now. There's an aspect of you that's an animal. There's an aspect of you that's part of the elemental kingdom. There's part of you that's part of other dimensions and other dimensional Earths. And so Adronus himself would represent one of those branches that extend into another parallel or probable reality relating to a fifth density construct. And so in that sense, it's basically just me reconnecting with an aspect of myself that I did not realize I was there. Now, you could refer to it in the idea of other past perspectives that would go in a linear time frame of stating the idea of thinking that, well, oh, this, this could have been some sort of connection that you had in the past. That certainly is a possibility, but it's basically just looking at a simultaneity in regard to incarnation and that your simultaneity of your soul in all the ways and branches that it can express itself, you're basically just uh, you know, reconnecting to that branch that represents this other perspective, that represents the highest decree of how you can attain the knowledge that you are looking to bring into right now in an accelerated way. So that's basically how I see it. It's mostly just another perspective of myself. I've kind of drawn out that avenue now. I've, I've just kind of charted that course, and I've now made my connection with Adronis, uh, with this entity, who really is, again, just an aspect of my own higher self, and uh, have decided to uh, allow him to come through 
and share his teachings in the way that, uh, that, that he has. And there really is no shoulds or shouldn'ts or do or do nots in regards to Adronis. He simply is a 100% pure observer. He never tells you what's wrong or what's right. He's really just helping you to look at yourself. He is literally a, a living mirror for yourself. It, you just took away my question. I was going to ask, is there one thing that, that maybe we're all doing wrong that would be uh, something you could teach us? Well, the whole idea is that we can, yeah, yeah. The only, the whole idea is that we can only subjectively tell ourselves what we're doing wrong, and that's the thing. And so people can always say that you're doing something wrong. I mean, right now, someone may say, "Oh, what you're doing in regards to this radio show is wrong," and that person mm-hmm. says, "Well, not really. I just absolutely love what I'm doing. I think this is going to be a very powerful message." So there you go. You've just validated your own correspondence of what you consider personally to be right. So the whole idea is what we would consider to be right and wrong would be a subjective form of polarization. And so the whole idea here is we're just moving more into a balanced state. We're not looking so much into the black or the white, the good or the evil, you know, the positive or the negative. We're moving more into the idea of a balance. And so when you come more into a state of balance, you're not really concerned too much of what's wrong and what's right. You're following more of what you naturally are aligned to. You're following the heart path. You're following the path of spirit. And as you follow the path of spirit, you know, you really cannot go wrong, so to speak, in that point because you're allowing your truest forms of excitement, your passion to be brought forward. And when you're truly in that heart space, there really can be nothing that would be distorted or misaligned in regards to what is the true you, which represents unconditional love. Do you believe anybody can, can channel or just you have to have a special gift to do that? Well, you're all channeling right now. That's the whole idea is that your own personality construct is a channeling device. Um, you know, who, Bob, uh, who lives uh, in New York City, who works as a janitor, uh, who uh, dislikes uh, brunettes or, you know, whatever it may be, uh, is literally channeling that perspective. So the whole idea is you're just channeling yourself right now. And basically what you're doing is you're just altering the channeling from Bob the janitor in New York to Bob, who is now going to channel a higher dimensional being uh, representing his connection that he has established with. It's like a television set. You have, you, know, you have many different channels, and a lot of us want to stay on Channel 2, for example. And Channel 2 represents the idea of everything that we would consider society to be. American Idol and uh, working yeah. 9 to 5, have kids, having marriage, etc. We can change that channel each and every single time we want. But the whole idea is that we're we're allured to that channel so much because it's so addicting. Oh, my goodness, I don't want to stop watching this programming. And so the whole idea, it is the drama that allures us to the point Uh, where we have to stay transformed on this channel. But again, if you're really looking at the teachings of the ancient yogis, a lot of the ancient spiritual teachers, they show you that there's so much more to life and so much more to reality. And when you go into such a state like meditation you're able to access a lot of these realms. Like the shamans themselves are able to literally go deeply into a trance state and go into spirit to retrieve aspects of your soul. This is what Adronis calls the amalgamation effect. And basically what you're doing is if you can work to kind of just step outside of watching Channel 2 for a little bit and start tuning into different channels of yourself, what you're going to discover is you're actually going to recall fragments of your soul that have been splintered from aspects of trauma, from heavily dramatic situations and in regards to what the image felt was appropriate and really not yourself. So the ego itself is something that you're really looking to balance. It is not something to be destroyed. You're not destroying anything. 
The whole idea is that you're just looking at looking to bring it back into balance. As you bring it back into balance, you're just negotiating with your ego as a best friend. And that's what would really be the best for anybody to look at, is if you feel that you have an ego that's out of control, well, invite it for a cup of coffee. Sit down with it and just see it as another person and saying, okay, well, let's just go over some things here. Uh, there's this belief here that I have that uh, I'll never win the lottery, you know, or that I shouldn't buy a lottery ticket because that's for schmucks. So what was the root cause in regards to that uh, manifestation, that belief system? What brought that about? Oh, well, I heard that from my father when I was five years old, and I just kind of stuck in my head. All right, do you feel it's still kind of valid? No, not really, because I do buy lottery tickets every now and then, and I have won some money. There you go. You've just resolved your issue. That was done in about 30 seconds. That's the whole idea. You're sitting down with yourself, and you're addressing the belief systems. The whole idea is that you are only as limited as you believe yourself to be. You're moving more into the idea of evolving past belief and coming into certainty. You come into certainty, you're no longer second-guessing yourself. You know your past, you know exactly what you want to create, you know what you want to attract in this reality, and the life can literally be a life of dreams. Mm. Well, and, wait, well, um, we actually have a question from someone that needs to um, go do someone else. I'm going to bring them on. Um, She has a question for Brad really quick. This is... um, I can bring her on. This is Ms. Melinda of Positive Perspectives from Cleveland, Ohio. Welcome, Melinda. Do you have a question for Brad? Hi, Dr. Kimberly. Thank you for having me on. Hello, Brad, Walt, and Kara. Brad, I was wondering how how easy was it for you to integrate the different aspects or these soul pieces, as you call them, to the now? How easy was it to integrate them into your current life and to deal with it and, and work with it and allow it to happen? It wasn't easy at all. <laughs> that's the thing. Good question. Uh, you, you really have to shatter yourself, and that's the thing. I think Ooh. it's when people hit rock bottom, when they really go to the deepest forms that they can imagine where they felt, you know what, I can't go any lower right now. Uh, Adronis says this quite obvious, uh, of, uh, often when I uh, channel him, and when someone says that, he says, congratulations. <laughs> because you know wow. what, now that you're at, the, you're at the bottom of that hole now, now you know that the only way to go now is up. So now you're looking to refocus your energies and just kind of clean your slate. So the reintegration process is when we're feeling that the whole world is against us or we're carrying all this immeasurable baggage on our shoulders and we feel that we're just ready to collapse, go ahead and collapse. And it just feels like you're shattering yourself. It's like when you knock a vase off the table and it just shatters into you know dozens and dozens of pieces. And what you're doing is you're just looking at regathering yourself. It's kind of like how you would defragment a hard drive for a long time and it's, you know, I've got all these files and junk in it and you're just looking to defragment everything. You're bringing everything back together. But as you're bringing everything back together, you understand the value of how every piece of that proverbial vase that was shattered, the importance of every single piece. And so the whole idea is this is what all the spiritual masters on the planet had to do. This is what Jesus had to do. This is what Krishna had to do. This is what uh, Buddha had to do. They always had to go to a point where they shattered themselves to the point where they realized exactly what existence was all about. If you're going to you know, attempt to move into a spiritual path and a pure spiritual alignment, get to know yourself. And this really just transformed a 180-degree perspective of myself and realized what I had to do. You know, I really just had to look at the friends that I was with at that time, and a lot of them thought I was crazy. Uh, just you know, me channeling another being from another world and another dimension. And, oh, my God, I think Brad belongs in a nuthouse now. And, uh, you know, just a lot of these spiritual concepts I was looking into, energy healing and uh, remote viewing mm-hmm. and all of this. Uh, and I really had to make really hard decisions. You know, I had friends who were with me, you know, 15, 20 years 
that I literally had to say goodbye to because I just knew what my path was. And as I knew what my path was, I had to, you know, walk this path. So it is not easy. Uh, I mean, everybody has a different way of how they integrate themselves in regards to their own spirituality. Uh, I had to shatter myself in order for me to realize how enlightened I could... I wouldn't say enlightened, but, you know, I'm still being enlightened. We're all going through an enlightened process. But how spiritually educated one can be. And so you really just have to look at it in that context. If you feel that you're holding yourself back a lot, if you're feeling that you're preventing yourself from you know, going all the way you can, you just have to ask yourself, am I living the dream life that I've always wanted to live? If I'm not, why not? Oh, because I feel I don't deserve it, because I feel I'm unworthy, because I feel I'm lonely, I feel nobody understands me, I'm afraid to act. There you go. This is where you need that shattering. Because as you start to experiment with everything representing the reverse polarity of all those effects, you realize that you're moving into that alignment where uh, you, 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 you gain the aspect of saying that I'm going to finally break free in regards to all these chains. It's like we're kind of just you know, putting ourselves into a prison cell and shackling our arms against the wall and saying, this is what I deserve, this is what I am. You can get out of those shackles any time, you can leave the cell and you can go outside and explore Grand Meadow any time you want. But no, this is what I deserve, that's it. Just going to put these cuffs on, and that's it. So the whole idea is really just look into the worthiness of yourself. Each and every single one of us on this planet, all seven billion of us, have the absolute possibility that we are infinite, that we can live the dream life. We just have to realize that. Oh, I like that. I really like that, and that's what I share, you know, with my clients. Melinda, did that answer your question? Yes, it did. So, and how do you recognize these little pieces, parts of yourself, as you go on about your daily life and channeling? Yeah, this is, so this is where you're doing them. your. Yeah, this is where you're doing your ego negotiation. This is where you're kind of looking at the belief systems because it is the, those belief systems or those particular perimeters that have kept that vase in that form to now be shattered. So basically, what it represents is a reevaluation of yourself. If you're saying, oh, uh, you know, I, I have to work a nine-to-five job and I don't think I'm really good enough to move up, you know, to a $20 an hour pay raise, then this is a belief system representing one of those shards that created this vase. And so what you're doing is you're rebuilding this vase to be even better than it was before. So all these pieces just represent structure. It represents the perimeters that you have felt that you've encased yourself inside this vase for so long. Now maybe it's a time to make that vase wider. Maybe it's time for that vase to literally have no walls in it at all. Make it more like a sphere and that you're always moving deeper and deeper into a vase that never ends. You know, when you actually go inside the vase, it's like being inside the infinite, which is kind of like the paradox of how the universe works. It's infinity contained within the finite. And so when you can restructure your vase to no longer feel like it's limited, but actually going inside of it and understand that it's an infinite sphere with infinite possibility... But on the outside, it looks like it's just a, a, a finite boundary. When you go inside, it's a whole different story. So that's what it is. You're a human body, and you have a finite structure. But when you go inside yourself, this is where the infinite lies. So it's just a matter of acquainting yourself with the infinite. Well, thank you very much, Brad. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you very Thanks much. Thanks for the call. Thanks for having me on, Dr. You. Kimberly. Have a blessed night. Take care. You and we too. have. Uh, more callers as well, but um, I kind of had a question, so I totally understand what you're saying, but is there um, some practical ways of getting from basically believing everything has to be as it has been, like you said, kind of being locked into that channel or that template, and then getting to more of what you said, like you used the word, a sphere. So 
what would you suggest other than meditation, which is, I mean, plenty, but that's kind of a mystical concept to a lot of people. Is there anything concrete that people could start to take, like, baby steps to get, like, more to kind of where you're at or... Um, oh, meditation. Meditation itself is but a prop, and that's it. It's really just a permission slip that you're giving yourself and right. saying that this is the prop that I want to use to get that far. Of course, there are many different ways you can do it. Uh, really, is just it's just being aware of yourself. Meditation really is just about the idea of broadening your awareness. And so there's many different ways you can do it. Sometimes you just want to go out for a nice vacation. Well, actually, what I would usually suggest is for a person to have an entire day off and have the most exciting day that they can possibly conjure up relating to that day off. And when they're taking that day off, if they feel that any of these old cycles start to repeat themselves, these old dramas that come up, is just taking a book or having like a tape recorder or whatever you want and just documenting them. I'm enjoying a beautiful uh, day at the theme park, and here I am worrying about the bills. I'm enjoying this beautiful climb up the Mount Everest, and here I am wondering if I, you know, uh, if my relationship isn't going to work out. And so it's all of these particular concerns that you're addressing through awareness in what you know is a pure day. The day represents purity, a relaxation of fun and of enjoyment. And if you feel that you're just having all of these issues coming up in regards to that relaxation, well, then you're bringing yourself into an awareness of what you're worrying about. And this is your, your definite cause to understand how you can uh, evolve yourself in regards to all these situations that come up. Uh, Adronis has talked about kind of a 3A system. Uh, the first A represents the idea of acknowledgement, the ability to acknowledge that a lot of these systems are coming up, the ability to acknowledge and realize uh, that you have these belief systems kind of look, lurking in. To acknowledge is to be an observer. And if you are an observer, you are moving past the idea of polarity. You're no longer the idea of just being 100% positive or 100% negative. You're understanding that both of them are required in order to complete the whole. And so the whole idea is if you can step outside of yourself and just imagine that you really are the angelic consciousness of yourself, because that's what you truly are, and you're looking at yourself from below, and you're saying, okay, here's Bob, and Bob has these issues with him. Here's these kind of you know, thought bubbles that are popping up in regards to finances, in regards to relationship, in regards to job, et cetera, et cetera. So now that you're looking at this, and it's, it's, you kind of put it your perspective in regards to the best friend who hasn't seen that other person in years, and they're able to pick up all of these particular traits relating to the person's personality, to their posture, to their health, etc., and so you're just stepping outside of yourself as an observer and looking at it in this way. This is how you achieve the acknowledgement state. The second stage would represent the idea of addressing it. So now that you have acknowledged that you have these belief systems that are keeping you confined in limitation, you are attempting to address. You are working to move into the point of saying, okay, how can I now resolve these? How can I actually you know, document these down, look at them intensely, and then work in the way of solution? Then, of course, that leads you into the third part, which represents allowance. To be allowing is to forgive. It really is about the nature of forgiveness and acceptance. If you can forgive yourself in regards to something traumatic that happened to you at a young age, and again, this is not an overnight quick fix. There are some people who have some really heavy traumatic issues in regards to their life. But if you have the ability to look at yourself and the observer without getting back, getting attached back into the drama and looking at it really, really... Uh, observationally, then this is how you're able to achieve the understanding of forgiveness. There are people in that sense who say, well, I had child abuse when I was younger. You know, my parents really treated me wrong. But then have you looked in regards to the perspective of where they were coming? You know, how were they raised? What was their environment like? 
uh, well, you know, this is what their father did to them. This is exactly what they were taught in school and, you know, or whatever it was. And you're you're starting to understand a perception in regards to their form. This is what it is to be multidimensional. If you're just looking in regards to how something affected you in regards to being a victim, then you're only looking at yourself. You really have to look at the idea of how this entire this whole situation came about, where I was abused as a child, or I hit bankruptcy, or something like that. Looking back to the one source that represented that spark, and looking at the entire uh, plethora of all people who were involved in that time. And as you do that, and as you understand the mechanisms of why this occurred and why this was attracted, uh, it really just comes back to the idea of, again, being unworthy of the self, feeling that, again, you've, you've attracted this form and there is no discernment that was brought into you from preventing you of uh, you know, being taken advantage in regards to this situation. But as children, we really don't know discernment. And so this is what happens at a very young age, is that children are so susceptible to you know, having a lot of this stuff thrown onto them. But as an adult, then we have to take responsibilities for it because you know, children will, will, t- will pick up everything and they'll, they'll take it all under the wing. And if they're constantly said from day to day, you know, you're good for nothing, you're not worthy of anything, et cetera, et cetera, that's what they carry on into adulthood. And it's not until you gain more strength into your own discernment in adulthood where you have to look back at these forms and attempt to forgive them. So these represent the three A's that... Uh, Jonas has talked about quite recently relating to acknowledgement, addressing, and allowance. <coughs> um, what part of, um, I guess, I teach, you know, that you can create or you can build your own reality, whatever that might be to you or mean to you, meaning you can bring whatever you desire into the physical plane of existence. What are your thoughts on that? Do you agree, disagree? Well, everything, everything is created now. So, again, looking past the idea of time, everything in creation itself is available because every moment that you exist frame by frame by frame by frame, you're moving into a different parallel Earth. There's always going to be... That's that's the continuity of motion. If you run a film strip through a camera, or a projector, rather, and you see that image splashing upon the screen, that image simply represents everything you see, smell, taste, touch, and hear. But everything that's coming from within really is the continuity, the allotment relating to you know, your own field, your own vibration, your own magnetism to actually allot these frames based upon the premise of your own state of being. The state of being represents your superconscious. So the whole idea is that everything really is available to you. Uh, however, it's your own validation of what you would consider is possible for you to have that would represent you actually getting it. And the big the big thing is that people say that I would I want this I want that. Anytime you say you want, it's I call it the mirage in the desert scenario. Yeah. You want to I want that big red car. Oh, that red car is so beautiful. It's so gorgeous. I want that. I want that. I want that. Anytime you're saying I want that, it's just like you, it's beyond your reach. You're just seeing it vanish before your eyes in that desert. The whole idea is that you want to become the frequency that you want to do. Now the law of attraction simply represents three simple steps. It represents asking or placing your cosmic order. Secondly, it represents becoming the vibration of that cosmic order and taking action upon it. Thirdly, it represents the idea of receiving opportunity. So if you're asking for that big red car, okay, this is what I really want to do. Next, you're going to take action and become the vibration of allowing yourself to receive that big red car. As you move more into that particular avenue, you're going to see opportunities showing themselves. Okay, here's a dealership where they actually have a car just like that. 
and it's really affordable. Oh, wow, this is definitely within my budget. I'm going to go grab it. There you go. You just grabbed that car. It's not about how you grabbed it, but the ability to knowing that that car is now yours. That's the whole idea. Everything is available to us because what we're doing is we're penetrating through different parallel Earths in order to make the opportunities that are presented before us valid. It's like going through a tunnel, and you're just walking through that tunnel, but if you're going to stay stagnant in that tunnel and just decide to sit there, then you're, nothing's going to manifest. So the whole idea here is that you really need to be observant when you're taking action in regards to what you wish to manifest, that you are mindful of the opportunities that are before you. And when you do this, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that you can really attract into your reality. It's no secret with that idea. Uh, you know, no pun intended in regards to the secret. But <laughs> it's just that's, that's exactly how it works, is just moving more into the idea of asking, placing your cosmic order, uh, taking action and becoming that vibration, and uh, allowing the opportunities to show themselves because you have to see yourself as a radio signal. Then in order for you to move to 105.7 Bliss FM, you can't be on 92.5 completely in fear AM. So you need to adjust the frequencies, interlock and match them. And basically what that entails is you taking action in regards to what you truly wish to have. But it's not about desire. Desire itself is a distraction. Uh, many ancient spiritual teachers will tell you about the idea to let go of the idea of hope and faith and desire because they are distractions. Moving more into the idea of what is true to you because anytime you want to desire, you're wanting. So anytime that you see what is the true you, I can make a beautiful cake and put everything in it and that's my passion. That's the idea of what passion is. You're putting everything into that cake that you know you love. You could try a, a cookie that a stranger made but it may not taste that good because you really don't know what this guy did to it, you know. So the whole idea is that you're making this cake. You're putting everything, your soul, your heart into this, and you know it's going to be great because it's yours. And that's what you need to see in regards to abundance is the ability to attract those forms, but make sure it's part of you. That's how it can come much quicker. And I love that you said that because you said, you said a lot, but one of the things you said is, um, you have to be being that frequency or being that vibration. You may not have said it exactly that way, but you kind of slipped it in there. And yep. I really don't think – I think you explained it very well, but I think that's such a huge missing part of the law of attraction and manifestation yep. teachings. It's not the desire. You can sit there, as you pointed out, and desire, desire, yep. desire, desire the rest of your yep. life. And it's all it's going exactly. to be is the frequency of desire. You really yep. have to. So I guess I would ask you – um, well, you see, I think it's hard for you to answer in a way because I, I can read your vibration and you are all vibrations. So therefore, it is easy for you to bring things into your physical reality as it's rather easy for me to bring things into my physical reality. But again, will manifestation or will um, developing these other states of observation and consciousness, will that start to move you into changing your physical reality? Is that what you're saying? It's not so much that the physical reality changes, it's that your perception of it changes. Uh, you know, if you may be feeling that you have a red mob directly in front of you, and if you feel you alter your reality, that red mob is going to turn blue. No, that's not the idea. The whole understanding is that your perception of what that mob is has changed. So and the whole idea is you're looking at a prop, you're looking at a stage, and that the stage itself simply represents the idea of how you perceive a play. Uh, you may feel that it really, really sucked the first time you saw it. But then you alter your perception in regards, well, look at the way the choreography of the dancing happens. Look at the way the person conveys their lines. 
Look at the way of the emotion that they're bringing into the play itself. What you've just done is you've altered your frequency in regards to seeing a whole new perception. So the props on Earth will still remain as Earth. You know, there's a lot of talk of December 21st, 2012, you know, where people feel that there's going to be a grand ascension. The thing is, you're ascending all the time. You're never not ascending. So the whole idea is that when you're advancing yourself, is what I like to call it, uh, you're always seeing everything in a whole new way. I've never seen my uh, house turn into a big, gigantic lollipop or anything like that. I'm sure I'd love to, but it's basically just the perception of how you see things on a higher degree. You can either look at yourself in the valley in regards to only having a limited sight of things, or you can climb all the way top at the top of the mountain and look abroad in regards to the valley and see everything. It's about perception. So when you're advancing yourself, you're advancing your perception of reality. You're not changing the reality so much. You're just changing yourself to see the consensus of reality in a whole different way. Uh, very interesting. Tara, did you have a question? I actually have a question. I was very interested in um, the Akashic Records. Could you tell our yep. audience about the Akashic Records and also what Adronis has taught you about this? Well, yes, the whole idea is that all of the universe is consciousness. You know, energy is is abundant and that energy can be read. And basically what the Akashic Records represents is a particular realm. It's, it's what you would know as a causal realm. It's kind of in between what you would know as the higher astral realm and the mental realm. Is that you can literally access this realm that can be perceived as a representation that you recognize. There are some people who have gone into the Akashic Records and have seen just this beautiful library, you know, in their meditation states. And they attempt to go into their own Akashia and, uh, you know, for example, take a book out of the shelf and then just start to reading it. And they may see these beings with uh, glowing white robes on that represent the guardians of the causal realm. Basically, they would represent architects or they would represent guardians. And so they're higher dimensional beings that are literally the caretakers of this library. Now, in remote viewing, what they teach you is the ability to have immediate perception in regards to, uh, you know, a target that's coming out. So if you have a target relating to, um, you know, uh, Victoria, British Columbia, um, you know, its date of inauguration or something like that, then basically what you're doing is you're just getting algorithms all together and you're just not even thinking about it, you're jotting everything down. Uh, that's, that's, that's a perception base and that's very, very neat. But the whole idea with the Akashic Records is that you're getting guidance along the way. It's just not that you have to completely detach your emotions or you have to completely detach yourself in regards to your feelings. Uh, you're moving more into the idea of an advanced state where you're you're getting assistance in regards to these uh, Akashic Records. Now, the Akashic Records represents the realm where everything is stored. Everything in the universe is stored in the Akashic Records because, again, everything is now. So yourself, uh, your next-door neighbor, everybody on Earth, other planets, other dimensions, other realities, events, persons, places, and things are all stored in the collective consciousness or the Akashic Records. And by going to this specific realm, in the causal realm, you are basically entering kind of like an angelic presence, just moving into that alignment and energies. I actually do have a, a Akashic Records course as well, too, that people can take a look at. But you're actually just moving into the state where you're being susceptible to the information that you're providing, but it requires a higher vibration. You're raising your frequency to the point where at least you're meeting halfway in regards to a lot of the unconditional love that is being brought forward into this environment. And so accessing the Akashic Records or the Akashic Realm 
is really just you moving into the frequency where you are dialoguing more so with angelic consciousness to assist you in helping you understand your own life. Through the permission of others, you can go in and access their records and uh, share information with them. And uh, it really is just an informational type of uh, resource. And so this is something that I've been doing now for about two years uh, relating to the Akashic Records, and uh, I've just had some amazing experiences in there. So again, it really is just what you would call the Universal Cosmic Library. And how does it, um, when somebody has access to some of the information in their Akashic Records, how does that change them? I mean, does that epiphany make a light bulb go off? Does it create uh, for, more of a connection? People, for some people it has. Uh, I have done Akashic Readings with several people. Some people just think it's neat, and it's really just something that they want to look into. I say, oh, that's pretty cool. You know, there, there's some things that I've noticed about myself in regards to this reading that I can relate to, and that's pretty neat. And they use it in their own way, and for some other people, they've had profound experiences with it. Uh, there have been people, too, where I've done an Akashic Records for, where the next night they have a dream of exactly what I was talking about, and it's changed them. They'd, they'd wake up the next morning with, you know, tears in their eyes, and they're really, oh, my goodness, this makes sense of this root of this of this drama that I've been holding on to for so long, and it makes so much sense, and it clicks inside them. They gain realization, and it greatly helps them. So it really just depends in regards to the individual of how they feel in regards to receiving this information. But basically what you're doing is you're just looking at other facets that represent the crystal of you. You're going across that television station and you're changing channels and you're seeing other channels that represent yourself. So it's just another uh, extension for you to help you understand more of what you have been, more of what you've been going through, and more of how you can create resolve uh, based upon Akashic Record information. Wow. Um, <clears throat> all right. Um, we have some other callers. I'm not sure what her question is, but I'm going to take um, a question from Kimberly from Maryland. Thank you for holding so, so long. Um, do you have a question for Mr. Johnson? Yes, thank you. Um, yeah, I'm trying to understand everything, too. Um, this is all new to me. I'm, like, confused with my life, too, like a path. Like, I feel like I'm off, like, um, things that are being like in my life, I mean, even though I'm doing like the right things and and things like that, it's like I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> like, how do I get better to understand? Like you were saying, like more consciousness and everything. Like, what could I do to, every day other than you know trying to? Well, the whole idea is that if you're if you're looking to go into a new job, you really have to understand the concept of that job and what it entails. Now, you can really just you know educate yourself in the simplest way possible. Uh, my method really is to try and explain this in the most simplistic way possible. However, there's so much information regarding it, uh, it would really require a pen and paper <laughs> to write a lot of this stuff down. But it really is it really is if you sum it up to the person, is living through your heart. That's really what it's all about. If you can live through your heart and understand that you can be true to yourself and if you can really just move into that particular paradigm where you're respecting yourself, you're loving yourself, you're trusting yourself, you don't doubt yourself, you don't see yourself as an inferior, you don't see yourself high and mighty above anybody else, but you see everybody else around you as an equality. You know, the animals themselves will never see you know, one of the one or the other, uh, you know, more dominant to each other. They work together with the earth. The elements themselves work together with the earth. Your organs work together to, you know, create your body, to allow it to function. 
they don't right. have uh, you know walkout strikes and all that stuff and saying, okay, no, you don't. The heart's better. Right. The hell it is. It's my brain. Blah, blah, blah. So the whole idea here is that you're just looking to understand the nature of equality, moving more into your heart space and allowing everything that you know you have been so passionate in achieving to come to pass. That is basically it in a nutshell. Just be yourself in the truest way you can be. Right. I, yeah, I, I like, you know, I'm very loving and I do things like I'll pay, like, um, the gas man or whatever money, you know, at the gas station or whatever, secretly and have it paid off for the next person who came in line or at the grocery store and, you know, but I hide, I don't let nobody see me, you know, I try to do everything out of my heart and everything good, you know, in life, but it's, yeah. it's just, why is things keep going on and on and I'm not, you know, living well, in that's life. the whole thing. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Is it's not also allowing others to take advantage of you as well too. So it's really just you can always be sweet and wonderful to people, but make sure that you feel that you're not giving too much of yourself, or a person thinks that they can take advantage of you. And really understand that it's about discernment, growing your discernment as well too. Again, discernment comes from how well you value yourself. When you value yourself, you have the strongest form of discernment you can imagine, and you realize that you're always happy to lend a hand, helping hand. But you're mm-hmm. not going to be disempowered by another person who feels, oh my goodness, look at this person, she'll just do anything for me. I got a puppet now. So the whole idea here is really to grow your discernment in regards to the value you have of yourself. So really just see yourself in that ultimate value. All right, yeah, that's it. Cause I give everything to everyone, and that's all I've been that's right. Yeah. yeah, and that's how a lot of people can get hurt because so many people on this, on just so many people around the world have the biggest hearts that you can imagine. And they want to give so much to people. But then it's just these people, it's, it's kind of like they smell you out. It's like a radar. And they come yeah. up to you and they say, oh, okay, well, you got this for me. Oh, how about this? How about that now? How about this now? How about that? Like, okay, come on, you know, I don't mind helping you at this level, but you're, you're asking so much. You're draining me. So, again, but then they don't know how to say no, and then they're constantly doing that, and they just feel like they've been violated. So it's very, very important just to understand yourself in the highest value. You're an equal like anybody else. Everybody else is equal to you. Just make sure that you respect yourself, love yourself, trust yourself, and hold yourself in that value very high. Right. Yeah, except it's like you do everything while you getting, you know, crapped on or, you know, hurt. So that Sorry, what's that? that? I'm just saying, like, all my friends are like, I don't understand, you know, all that you do and how you have a good heart and why, you know, all these bad things happen to you. But I just, you know, just accept it and, you know, understand it's what I need to go through, like, with, you know, my illnesses and cancer or this or that, you know. I don't never, like, you know, blamed anything. It's like, just I accept it and I learned, you know, through it and, and try to help others with it. It's good to help others. It is really good to help others, but what's most important, firstly, is that you help yourself. That's That's the key. Because as you feel self-fulfillment in yourself, again, your discernment is strong as well as your love, but you know that you're not being taken advantage of anymore. You know that you are strong in your power relating to self-fulfillment. When you work on yourself and you reach that state of fulfillment, everybody else just literally feels that light that's emanating out of you, that love that emanates out of you. You're becoming an example. That's how you help people on this planet, by becoming the example of the fulfillment that you see within yourself. That's it. It's not about thinking that you have to sacrifice yourself to make others happy. That's just as bad as you feeling that you are dominant over everybody else because they represent two different polarities. There's being overly positive where you're taking, being taken advantage of, and there's overly negative where it's always about you. 
So again, look not to the idea of only having positive energy. Positive energy only functions into the point to where the scale balances. You're not in that sense saying, I have to be the most positive person on the planet and everybody will love me. Then, of course, that's where you're going to be taking advantage. So look to the idea of using positive energy only to counteract the negative energy so that you have the scales together in balance. When you have them in scale and balance, then you know that your discernment has picked up and you see your own value. Well, thank you so much for calling, Kimberly. We really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. I hope you can maybe um, replay the show and um, definitely I feel beneficially vibrationally as well as there's like obviously a wealth of information. Um, Like Brad, you know, shared, you really have to be writing real fast to get all of it. So definitely maybe, you know, replay some of these and kind of soak in it and, and, you know, allow that to saturate you. So thank you so much. Blessings. Yeah, well, the the idea of the analogy is it's sometimes like trying to get a drink from a fire hose. So it's, <laughs> you know, you're just, you're just trying to assimilate as much as you can. But I get that a lot of people uh, when I do sessions as well, too, and I'm channeling Adronis, uh, they're coming through like, okay, i got to listen to this recording again because there's so much information you're throwing at me. And, you know, I'm trying to I'm just trying to assimilate it all. I said, well, that's why the recording here. So <laughs> go oh, back Brad, to the recording and do it as many times. Let me ask you a question about that channeling and the fast talking because it's so funny. I was just mentioning, I think, in chat or maybe to Kara, I don't remember. But um, when I go into channeling state and, or as you say, since we're always channeling, maybe a variant of my normal channeling state, and Kara right. and Moss and some of my friends, Jared, <laughs> what is it about why Why is does our speech change in tone and in pace? Why do we begin... Yeah. Well, that happens to me. Right. Right. Yeah. What happens to me is the same thing. It happens to me like when I when I'll demonstrate here in a couple minutes to bring Adronis in. uh, You'll notice that my voice changes. uh, The pace of my my uh, voice changes. I'm actually doing a counterclockwise kind of tilting with my body that you actually can't see. Uh, I've actually only just recently done this because it just helps to purify the counter. Uh, the counterclockwise energies that represent the spiritual direction that actually helps me to absorb more of the energies purely. But basically what's happening is it's the immediate result in regards to the blending of consciousness. Uh, you're, you're bringing in another consciousness to yourself. It's not that another soul is entering your body per se, although that can happen in deep trance states or what they would call insolment. But it's basically you're just entering a state to where you are aligning to another frequency. And as you're aligning to another frequency, you will, in that sense, pick up mannerisms in regards to the kind of the personality, but more so the essence in regards to the consciousness that you're communicating with. And you'll feel at times that your voice can be exaggerated. You know, you can say, we feel you now, like that. You know, and that's basically just the, the energies propagating themselves to calibrate into your body to allow a communication of a blending that's coming through. So you're basically functioning as a translation device. And the... the essence of the consciousness is coming through in regards to this thing. So it's like if you're making a soup, you have you know Brad over here and then you have Adronis over here and you're pouring them in together and you're mixing them around and you'll notice that the soup may change color. That's basically what's happening is the perception in regards to Adronis and myself are blending together and that's how you attain some of the characteristics relating to the blending of persona between myself and between Adronis or between anybody else who may channel as well. And I guess this is a personal, slightly personal question, but um, for me, and I know for, and Jared and I talk about this too, I use the term they because it feels like, um, 
multi-dimensional multiple frequencies coming in when we channel, but my they, like your they seems, or your whatever, seems to have been identified as a specific, I mean, Karen mentioned some specific details, you know, specific star system, specific name. Um, Why, is there something to that? Why would I not know who my they is? Is it that I don't choose to? Or what would be your thoughts on that? Oh, like in regards to the entity that you're challenging? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, sometimes they don't reveal themselves. Uh, it all really depends in regards to contract. Uh, with Adronis, Adronis himself is just that name itself is basically a variation of my own soul name, basically. Um, the symbol that Adronis represents is a blue shield uh, where a golden tree of light is contained inside of it. Uh, not everybody gets a channeling state in that way. Everybody channels differently. So sometimes uh, there's some other channels I've seen who really do not know the name of their group or of their uh, of their entity that they're channeling, but they're getting some profound information. Uh, sometimes it's not even really another entity that's channel that you're channeling. It's mainly just your own higher self. It can just literally be another aspect of yourself, and you can really just call them anything you want. Uh, they're happy to answer by Bob or by Joe, really. <laughs> so it, it really just depends in regards to whatever the arrangements are. There are some people again who enjoy having these names that come in. But Adronis was basically just given to me uh, completely on the spot. When I was channeling him, I just asked, okay, thank you so much for all the information. Who am I speaking to, by the way? Yes, I am Adronis from Sirius. It just came in just so clear. And that's just what I what I felt in regards to that response. And so that's that's what stuck. And Adronis just represents these... It's, it's kind of like a, a frequency, a sound frequency that represents, again, all the aspects of my soul vibration, my soul name, uh, that represents my own enlightenment. So that's basically uh, uh, what the okay. entire name means. Uh, it's very similar to how Daryl Anka channels Bashar or Esther Hicks channels Abraham Hicks. Uh, they're just That's just the names that they have been given in regards to something that you can call them, in regards to the ease, uh, you know, as we're all speaking vocally and verbally here. So that's that's just, it's kind of like a convenience, but not every single being will have that. Okay. Um, do you need to take a, some kind of a, break brad like you're amazing that you can talk for an hour uh do you need a drink do you need a break do you need uh, a breath? Yeah, I, I might just take a i might just take a brief two minute break to get some water here okay but, uh, i'm yeah. gonna go ahead and um shut off your mic for a couple minutes and play a disclaimer and chat a second with walden kara and then we'll pick it up in a couple minutes if that's okay with you sounds great thank you so no much thank you thank you The views expressed on The Secret to Everything are not necessarily those of the host, the co-host, or our guest. All medical information given is for informational purposes only and is not intended to diagnose any disease or condition. Please see your medical doctor or qualified health practitioner if you have any further questions. And as always, thank you for listening. So it's kind of like having two separate shows, you guys. Wouldn't you agree? So we have Brad, and then Brad's kind of taking a break, and um, then we get well, to talk to Adonis. So that's kind of fun. Well, yeah, I think it's so interesting. I will post a link to his radio show, um, which I've been listening to uh, the past few days, and there's just a lot of information about what's currently going on. Um, and see, the more you listen to him, when you start listening to one show, two show, three show, um, you'll start to remember more of the information and it begins to make more sense within your spirit and soul. 
he definitely is such a high vibrating guest. I, I don't know how many guests we've had that have vibrated this high. <laughs> well, and it's funny because, um, <clears throat> as you know, um, you just, you know me, so you know where I'm coming from, Kara, and not very many people, actually no one that I've listened to in the past year has really been able to space me out, which um, he's kind of spacing me out a little, and that just doesn't happen, so kind of interesting and, and fun to play, definitely. Maybe he will make you speechless, Dr. Kimberly. <laughs> Um, I would like. I would like to. I'm throwing this out as a challenge. I I throw this out to the entire world of quantum physics healers and energy healers and psychics and mediums and channels. All of you, I challenge the man that can make me speechless. That that's how I know my soulmate, Kara. When I meet the man that can make me speechless, that's it. It's done. Uh, he can have me. Poor thing. But. <laughs> But, um, yeah, really enjoying this show and a lot, a lot to absorb. Like I said, you guys, if you're listening or you're listening to the replay, this is one of those shows where you just, you know, I think if you listen to it multiple times, you're really going to pick up different aspects of the work and different information that resonates with you, you know, probably for that day or that time as you're bringing that information in. So um, <clears throat> what are your thoughts, Kira? Oh, I was wondering, since we're taking a little break, if I can tell everybody about the next episode on my show coming up. No, you cannot sing. Oh. <laughs> no, you're not kidding. testing my vibration, so I don't have to sing. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Kara. Feel free. Okay. Friday night at 7 p.m. Eastern time on my show, which is Strange Days Indeed with Kara Marie. Um, I will have on Carla Willis-Brandon. She's been on Coast to Coast AM, which is my favorite show besides Dr. Kimberly. Uh, she's been on Montel Williams, Real Time with Bill Maher. Now, what is she talking about? She's talking about deathbed visions. If you've ever known somebody who has passed away and it seemed like they were kind of going in and out of this dimension and seeing visions that weren't there, we're going to explore what those are and how those have been happening through time. And also, uh, when somebody passes away close to you and you kind of know that they passed away before anyone tells you, all of those synchronicities will also be dealing with grief and learning how to um, accept and educate ourselves about death as a culture. Uh, so it will be a very interesting topic. Oh, I said 7 p.m. Eastern Time. It's actually going to be a late show 10 p.m. Eastern Time. So if anybody wants to tune in, it's Blog Talk Radio slash Strange Days Indeed. Wait, when was that, Kara? I was spacing. Yeah, spacing <laughs> <laughs> night. It is Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Oh, it is a late show for all those wild party animals that stay up late on Friday night like Walt, right? Or like, or like <laughs> when I need my toddler in bed before I can broadcast, even though she would gladly help me with the show, she wanted to help me tonight with your show. Aww. By the way, Kara, super cheerful topic. I don't really have any big, huge personal hang-ups about death, but a lot of people do. So right on for, like, a cheerful topic on Friday night. Way, way to enter the weekend. So. Well, I, I did choose to do um, a few more episodes about grief and about death this season um, in terms of dealing with it since of my own personal experience this year. So I'm just trying to nurture the audience. But don't worry, we got a lot of fun stuff coming up. All right. Well, I count on it. Um, yeah, make an effort to listen to Kara's archives. It's a really excellent show. And 
we switch guests now and then. As a matter of fact, Kara, why don't you tell them when um, Brad's going to be on your show in case they want to get um, more spaced out. He is going to be on my show um, Thursday the 11th. Thursday, October 11th, Brad Johnson will be on my show with more channeling and more of his information. I think it's great that we're interviewing him on your show because I'll have a lot to pick up on and maybe go in a little bit of a different direction after we've processed some of this information. Uh, so that will be really fun stuff. And it's kind of synchronicity that we both booked him because we didn't know that we both booked him until I started producing uh, your episode for this. <laughs> right. So you and Brad, like, are going to be old friends. You know, it'll be awesome. So it'll be really nice. All right. I'm going to see if um, Brad's ready and if he had enough of a break and listening to us ramble. How are you doing, Mr. Johnson? Yeah, I'm back. Oh, wow. You sound revived. <laughs> okay, so um, if anyone would like to call in, the number is 646-564-9712. We have some amazing, wonderful callers who have been patiently waiting for the second hour and have been on hold almost for a full hour. So we'll get you on as soon as we can. But um, I'm going to kind of let Brad lead us into this next part because um, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, great. Yeah, it's uh, basically just me entering the challenge state with Adronis. It just takes me a minute or so just to get into the state. Uh, basically, what's happening is I'm just uh, going into a state of void, so to speak. It's like my own ego is being placed on the back burner, and what's happening is I'm just naturally connecting to Adronis' vibration. As I naturally connect to Adronis' vibration, I get his own uh, processing patterns, thought patterns in that sense, uh, coming into my subconscious that I have trained myself to go in and retrieve all of that subconscious data and make it as conscious as possible. Uh, there have been times where Adronis is really just sending me so much information that I really can't even translate it. It's, that there can be situations like that, all depending upon the person. So I base, it's kind of like if you have a, a translator of someone who speaks Spanish and another person who speaks English, the translator is doing his best to translate everything that's being uh, talked about in that language to the other. So again, this is basically what's happening, only it's a telepathic, uh, transmission that's taking place. And it's a state of heightened connectivity. Again, my, my style of channeling is very similar to uh, Bashar, uh, channeled by Daryl Anka, if people are familiar with him, uh, and as well as Abraham Hicks, channeled by Esther Hicks. So it's very similar to that kind of context. But again, it'll just take me a minute or so to bring Adronis in. Uh, Adronis at times can be quite intense. Uh, he does have quite a good sense of humor as well, too. So just enjoy yourselves. Uh, and that, this is what I would recommend to callers, is uh, the more that you can have fun uh, and just be playful in regards to this, the more that you're going to have a more positive reaction in that sense as well, too. He really is just a living mirror for yourself. So I'm going to go ahead now and bring Adronis in. It'll just take me a moment or so. Uh, Adronis will come through. He'll briefly introduce himself, himself and uh, we'll get started there from uh, any questions that anybody may have. Great. Thank you, Brad. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat>
We are here at this time, and we bid you greetings, and thank you very much for the opportunity of this interaction today. I am Andronis from Sirius, sending love, appreciation, and gratitude to all who are tuning in to this particular broadcast through your Internet Collective Consciousness. What we would like each and every single one of you to do at this time is simply allow yourselves to get relaxed, get comfortable, and tune in to the vibrations of Sirius so that you may synchronize, harmonize, and align with all of the information that we have to share. Also understand that all of the information that we shall provide today is simply that of our perspective, our point of view. For all knowledge, all information, all creation itself resides within your very heart, being, and soul. And so we thank you very much for the opportunity of this interaction today. How may we be of assistance? Uh, Adronis, how, what is your Hello feeling? Hello you, by the way. Hello. Uh, what is your feeling about the world's energy recently in the last few weeks? Does it have a specific energy? Or is, it, is there a specific feeling going on collectively? We would liken it very similar to what you would know as a thermometer upon your planet to where in that sense the heat relating to much of the events in that sense is reaching a culmination almost to the top of the needle. The whole idea is that your planet itself is going through a dramatic shift. It is going through an incredible turn of events in that sense that will help you understand that through the depths of duality comes the highest promise of divinity. The whole understanding here is what you're going through in regards to many of these different events are all part and parcel of what you have decided collectively to bring forward into this time of your understanding and your reality to decide exactly what you no longer wish to associate with in your reality. Therefore, much of the heat that you would understand in regards to duality in that sense, other countries in regards to particular matters on a sociological, political, economic, shall we say, regime in that way, you are, in that sense, looking in this particular way to help you understand more and more of what you no longer wish to have on a collective level. In regards to what you would also understand in your own individual process, as you look into all the levels and all the particular facets relating to yourself, you are deciding more and more of what you do not want by experiencing them. And by experiencing them, this is how you are able to gain wisdom. Not knowledge, but wisdom. Knowledge itself simply represents the idea of information. It simply represents the idea of inspiration. Wisdom itself is therefore that information being brought forward into the idea of action so that you have experience gained. This is what you would define as wisdom, and many of you are just understanding the nature of wisdom through yourself and through the wisdom that you're all experiencing collectively. What do you want to create truthfully on your planet? Do you want to continue to working against your planet? Or is it now time for you all to stand tall and take care of your planet as she has taken care of you? So these, all these particular forms of issues, these situations, these levels of being that you are currently working towards and residing together are helping you to choose better based on what you are passionate in creating within your reality individually and collectively. Does that make sense to you? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, it does. All right. We are glad to hear it. Walt, do you have a question? Um, yeah. Can, can you tell me anything about me or any changes that I need to make? Can we tell you anything about you? Yes, you are a human being residing on planet Earth. Would you like more? <laughs> yes, please. All right. The whole idea is that you are doing this particular episode, or shall we say this particular engagement relating to the broadcast, to help understand more of what truly is 
the vastness of experience, the expression, the excitement of allowing every particular guest to come on board and help you gain wonderment into the understanding of, shall we say, what is considered to be paranormal or supernatural in that sense, to help you gain more of an insight of the relationship between the worlds. That through you in that sense, you have, shall we say, the knack for really going deeper in that sense to having the tangible form, the tangible understanding of what is intangible and allowing that form to relate. The ability of a curious mind, the ability in that sense to where you are allowing yourself to express in the ideas of awakening a person to other perceptions that they have not in that sense particularly known. The whole idea in regards to this journey is this will lead you into opportunities of personal experiences to where, shall we say, other particular events within your life representing the idea of the intangible will speak more clearly to you, helping you to evolve to the point where you can acknowledge the understanding that through tangible nature, the intangible can be revealed. Does this help you? Um, yeah, is it, is it, but is there any specific, anything more specific in my life that I should be changing right now? The idea in that sense to, shall we say, have leeway to even that which has yet to be proven. The whole idea in that sense to have, shall we say, your own form of, shall we say, understandings to other people, but also looking much more into the coordination of how everything else emerges. There is, in that sense, points to where things can be proven. So the whole idea, shall we say, easing up in regards to particular understandings of perceptions, whether believed or not, but acknowledging that they exist. Anything right, thank you. No, that, that should do it. All right, we thank you. Kimberly, I think we should take some callers soon. I do know that we've had a couple of people waiting, so I just want to make sure they can get in before um, before our time is finished. Hello? Kim. Kimberly. I don't know where she went. Um, she will be right back, but Adronis, would you be able to, uh, if we bring on a caller, would you be able to uh, channel for them and ask a question? We can provide information in regards to what is appropriate, yes. Okay. Well, I'm going to go to the person who waited the longest, and it's a very tight race, actually. Um, I'm sorry I don't know how to pronounce the name, but I'll just try. Tonetta. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Hi, thank you so much for waiting. We really appreciate it. I'm going to put you on the phone with Adronis. Okay. Hello Adron- to you. Hello. Nice to meet you, and thank you very much for taking your time to do this. It's our pleasure to dialogue with you at all times, every time, through all of you in that sense who can allow yourself to become coherent with our frequency. So we thank you very much. Okay. Um I I have a question um regarding um the man that I am dating and his name is Danny. And me and Danny had a falling out early in August because I kind of sabotaged the whole dating relationship and a lot of it 100% of it was my fault. And I've been slowly getting, trying to get in the good graces of Danny so we can get back to dating and seeing each other 
I mean, we do text each other and talk that way, but he's still... You are asking in that sense, if you will, get back together, yes? Yes, like a physical, like, do you see him starting to take me out, like, to dinner or to the movies or to the park? It will happen, shall we say, it will happen, shall we say, more slowly in that regime. Because the whole idea in regards to the integration of the first attempted date, shall we say, caused, shall we say, shadows to be formed. So the whole idea is that you're just looking to collectively alleviate those shadows to where in that sense you are taking it much more in a slower pace, in a slower step. And what we can sense in the idea from the energies as we read them right now is that Danny will begin to open up to you as if there's another side that you are showing to him that he did not see before that will in that sense be a little more appealing. But in that sense, this must come through more of a softer approach and a slower pace. Right. And it's been about a month and a half since we've physically been out. So do you have a time frame of when you see him, you know, getting the courage and asking me out and and wanting to take another chance with me? We would understand that the time frame itself would be, in that sense, the next several months, perhaps the next three to six months. But again, everything can change. The whole idea right now is just enjoying the moments that you have with him at that time that you have the opportunity to speak with him and taking it one day at a time, but through the accord in regards to the, again, removing the shadow portions in that sense relating to this collective agreement, it could be on average between three to six months before something else in that sense truly sparks to get you a little more, shall we say, serious. Okay. And is he, I asked him if he was interested in any other person or females or what have you, and he said no. So do you feel like he is seeing any other females other than me or what? Seeing no, having in that sense opportunities to which they could have come along, yes. So the whole idea is that there have been chances for him, but in that sense, he has not taken them. So you're saying So other that opportunities to form relationships, however, he decided to pass them by. Has that been within the month of August and September since he's been... Recently, within the past month. And he hasn't gone out on dates or anything with he them? He has not gone, no. He has had opportunities, however, he has not. Now, how does he look at me and him right now? Does he consider me his girlfriend right now as it sits, or what am I? He wishes, in that sense, to move yourself more into that alignment. However, he is being cautious in that sense. He does not want to disrupt or distort the possibility that this could happen. And so much more to this approach is that he is doing it cautiously. So it is not the idea that through the label that you would refer to as girlfriend or boyfriend is not 100% appropriate at this time. However, he would like to see it in that direction as long as he gets to understand more of the real you. And so right now it would represent the idea of, shall we say, friends in that way. Okay. But he doesn't really want me seeing any other man, correct? Well, he looks to, in that sense, build a relationship with you. But in that sense, he still needs to see more of the aspect of the true you that represents the positivity in regards to this relationship. Okay. And as far as um, texting him, I'm always the one that's initiating talking to him. When do you see him, you know, coming towards me and saying, hi, how are you doing or what have you? Because I'm the only one that's got to reach out to him, and I'm getting really tired of that. 
not so much to the point until you decide to meet together physically. Okay. Right now, in that sense, it is seen to him as casual conversation, but again, there is still much in regards to the past that is looking to heal itself. So the whole idea is that you will, in that sense, still need to keep up the text conversations, and he is happy to do so, but he wants to see more of a physical commitment or a physical possibility to the two of you can come together in order for that particular arrangement to show itself. Well, thank okay. you for... Thank you very much for all that information. We thank if, you as well. And if you listen to the archives, you'll be able to hear back that reading. Um, oh, yes. Thank, thank you. Have a beautiful night. You too. All right. I just want to let everybody know that uh, apparently in the chat room, my uh, my font was looking a little funny, so I just logged in as another Kimberly, Kimberly McGeorge. 3053, so that is also me. Um, Dr. Kimberly had to fix something that was wrong with her audio. Uh, so, Adronis, how do people move past the drama that polarizes them? Do you have any advice about that? Well, it simply is, in that sense, coming to terms with it. To understand that exactly if you are existing in drama, you do not realize that you're existing in drama until you realize it. That's the whole idea. So you really need to come to terms with the understanding that if you feel that you are going in the same circle, you are approaching the same feedback loop over and over and over again, it is that moment of clarity to where you realize that. And again, this is as how Brad put it in that sense relating to the three A's, to acknowledge, to address, and to allow. So again, the whole idea is when you finally click in. Now again, this can come from, shall we say, friends, families, acquaintances, strangers on the street, even through your own self relating to dream epiphanies in that sense. Whenever you reach that click to realize that you are looking to transform your life, that is where everything begins. It does not come through a particular method. It needs to come through your own realization. There is no practicum to allow yourself to click and trigger and allow yourself to observe what dramas are in your life other than your own ability to at one moment be accepting of those dramas that have existed to allow themselves to come to the surface so that you can address them and in that sense allow yourself to forgive, release, and evolve in regards to all of those forms of life lessons that the dramas represent so that you bring yourself more into the pinnacle of balance. And Adronis? Oh, sorry. I was going to ask a question. Okay, you asked. Synchronicity and motion. (laughs) Ah, I like that. Um, this is Dr. Kimberly. What is your viewpoint, um, or would you share with us your thoughts on the twin flame concept or the concept of a soulmate? Yes. The whole idea is that, yes, this is a true concept. However, the twin flame represents an energy. Now, the whole idea is that energy itself is highly adaptable. It is formable in the way of any way that you, shall we say, wish to utilize it. Now, the whole understanding is that the twin flame principle does not always have to relate to the idea of romantic relationship. It can simply relate to the idea where one truly feels the twin flame within themselves, the unification within themselves by experiencing with both the masculine and the feminine energies together in totality. It can also come through best friends. It can also come through family. And yes, it can come through romantic relationship, through partnership in that way, divine sacred union. And so the whole idea is that the twin flame aspect in totality simply represents the idea of energy that represents the completion of the self, the idea of how you feel whole 
the whole idea of how you are able to see the worthiness within yourself and those whom do wish in that sense to attract a romantic relationship, seeing everything that represents the love, trust, and worthiness through themselves to allow a propagation, an allowance of another partner that is literally coming from another parallel earth to become succinct with your reality. Whenever you meet another partner, partner, you are bringing them through into another parallel earth. You are coming together based upon mutual agreement. And this is how many of you in that sense can experience love at first sight, the wonder of each other. The whole idea in regards to a true twin flame partnership is that you are together for, shall we say, the idea of absolute love to, in that sense, one moment this conduit is attempting to find the word, the idea to complement each other. The purest of complement that you come together is the purpose of your union. The whole idea is that you do not have to, shall we say, be together in regards to two rats in a maze, but in that sense, allowing yourself to be equally explorative, equally free together in whatever forms that you wish, that no matter what happens, the love that you both have for each other speaks true, and there is nothing in that sense that would ever violate that sacred tradition, shall we say, relating to the idea of a divine partnership, of a soul union, of a twin flame partnership. So everything that you see that is loving of yourself, worthy of yourself, everything that you truly are astonished of what you know yourself to be, let that be projected forward into another partner, if you so wish, to allow such a relationship like that occur. Now again, it's not a necessity for people to have a twin flame relationship in regards to romantic relationship on this planet. It simply relates to the idea that this is an energy that can be experimented with. Love exists in all forms. There is no conditioning in regard to how love works. We are talking about, shall we say, heterosexual, bisexual, homosexual in that sense. The love from animals. The love from all. Love is love. There are no conditions in regards to the understanding of feeling that you must have a romantic relationship in regards to ascension. That is not so. The whole idea here is that you are looking to appreciate yourself. As you appreciate yourself, you can recommend the compliment of another person that represents another half of yourself in that sense to help you feel more complete. But understand that as the two of you come together, you feel the oneness within yourselves. You feel the love that you have for your partner that truly is from within. It never really is from without. Thank you. Now, uh, I did, I do know ahead. that we have another caller, Kimberly. I, uh, should we bring them on now? Yeah, let's go ahead. And um, we, we have a caller from California, area code 510. Do you have a um, question for Adronis? Yeah, I want to know uh, where do he see this relationship heading with Andre? Could you be more specific in regards to your relationship? Um, do you see this relationship being long-term? Which relationship? You will need to be more specific in regards to your relationship. About as far as with Andre, do you see us being in a long-term with Andre. relationship? Yeah. With All right. Andre. How do you feel it is so far? Um, it's so far it's going good. At times we have our bad times, but as usual, we always come to come together and and forgive each other and come back together as a couple. All right. Now, here's the idea. We understand that many of you in that sense are very addicted to the idea of prediction. 
Now, the whole idea here is that prediction can serve in some senses, but it is nothing more than calculation because the whole idea is that as soon as we bring a prediction into your awareness, you have tainted the prediction altogether based upon your awareness. The only time a prediction is ever 100% sufficient is when you don't know about it. So the whole idea here is really to look into the idea of how you are getting along today. This is the whole idea of what you are feeling in this moment with Andre. If you feel that this is a wonderful relationship, that yes, you may have rocky tides in that sense from here and there, it's about discovering how you can adjust the vibration to where you're only feeling absolute joy. Yes, it is true that you all have dramas in that sense, but that is why the two of you are together, to help each other, to assist each other, to vibrate in the same resonance. Now, in that sense, can this be a very long-term relationship? That all depends. That all depends on your decision. That all depends in regards to your own understanding of how far you want to bring it forward. The whole idea is that the momentum appears very strong, but in that sense, you will occur, shall we say, rocky ends in regards to past understandings, past occurrences that have happened with you both that could, in that sense, be troubling at times for you to still understand in that way. But the whole idea is that really doesn't matter. If you can be unconditionally accepting and loving in regards to who he is as a person, regardless of what has occurred in his past, or regardless in regards to, shall we say, any unpleasantries at that time, and if he can do the same with you, you are meant to be together because you truly complete each other in that way where love withstands the idea of anything that represents conflict. So focus not in regards to the idea of conflict, focus in regards to why the two of you are together how you light each other up in regards to the presence that you have with one another. Let that be your driving force, and through that momentum, you can have a very long and prosperous relationship. Okay. okay. Thank you Thank for you. calling. Have, have a good evening. Okay. Thank you so much for calling. Adonis, and we would uh, like to remind, we would like to remind all callers in that sense the understanding of prediction. So please remember this, that in that sense, yes, you have wonderful psychics, intuitives upon your planet, but understand that as soon as that is brought into your field, everything can change. So therefore, we are not more so telling you the idea of what can come about. We are telling you to look in regards to the circumstances, the situations that are occurring right now, so that you can allow yourself to make it even better than what can be predicted. All right? Thank you. Adronis, we have a question in the chat room. If you have any commentary on the current political affairs as the changes in political affairs right now in the government. In regards to which government? Of a, of a United States. Of the United States. Well, understand that you are still going through much transformation in the way to where you know that the government itself is not reliable. You cannot function in unity based upon the way that the government is orchestrated at this time. So basically what you are all deciding to do right now is come together to unify of how this can be greatly improved, of how you can all work together as a civilization. You cannot find harmony based upon that which represents such a power to how it is designed currently. This is what you're going to continue to understand is that in that sense, more sense of that corruption, more sense of that negativity and fear in that sense will bring itself more and more apparent into your reality. You are, in that sense, going to be going through some bumpy times, especially within this last three months of your time in regards to the prelude leading to the shift of a whole new cycle, December 21st, 2012. You are looking at a very intense three months, dearest humans, but it is all part of your discovery of helping you to realize 
what you truly want within your reality. You know that your systems do not work the way that they are orchestrated now. Allow the grassroots in regards to new foundations that work together in harmony with the earth to come together. Allow your governance to be equal in regards to all men and women and children and everything else that lives upon your surface, not only through the United States, but all across your planet, to understand that equality is key. This is what will bring forward new transformations, new changes upon your planet. It's your world. It's your job to fix it. Adronis, do you have, and thank you for that. I do appreciate that because I think that that's a question that we all have um, within the United States and possibly the world. Uh, do you have any commentary on the children that are being born the last few years and in the present are they designed to be more conscious? Are they designed to connect to a higher power? Um, well, this is why you would find that many common teenagers in that sense are very highly opposed to the system. That in that sense, they are literally in the point to where they oppose the system in all the ways that they can. A rebellion in that sense. This is what you would consider to be your physical manifestation of how the new generations of children that are coming into your earth right now will simply not associate in regards to the corruption that they see through the systems. That it is not so much the idea of allowing your expression to be shared in that sense. It is much more to the idea to where expression needs to be compressed, suppressed from the idea of the public. So the whole idea is that their defiance simply is their representation of how they no longer wish to have a system like this. You would understand that your young children, to your young teenagers in that sense, will no longer associate with a system of this degree, that there are literally going to be the pioneers to bringing forward many of the grassroots systems that we are talking about relating to your advancement upon planet Earth. Within the next decade, you will achieve interstellar space travel. Within the next decade, many of you publicly will literally be able to go upon man-made craft to the moon, to Mars, to your own star system, and allow yourselves to explore. This is within your next decade. This is how fast humanity is evolving. This is how fast you are bringing yourselves in regards to that understanding. The new children are literally the new generation to usher forward this in a much grander way. They are not only, shall we say, beautiful children with the sweetness of laughter and a wonderful heart, but they are extremely intelligent. Many of them in that sense are now apparent with what you would know as three strands of physical DNA helixes. This is necessary in the point to where they are much more communicative in regards to the reintegration of planet Earth as you move from one density to another. Your planet right now is going through a splitting of worlds. The whole idea is that you are moving from one dimension to another in a seamless fashion. You are bringing yourselves into the alignment to where you are like a snake that is shedding its skin, bringing yourself into a whole new plateau of reality to where more of what you would consider to be the dream plane is coming into your reality. Now, there is no exact date in regards to how this will be fully propagated, but you are entering that idea now. You are moving a rainbow bridge, shall we say, walking across a rainbow bridge from one earth to another, and it is your love together that is bringing you into that plateau of a whole new earth. This earth will look identical to the one that you are currently a part of, but it is simply the idea of how you are bringing yourself into the fold of how you are going to work together in harmony, in unity with that earth. For all of those who are opposed to working together in unity, 
will literally allow themselves to self-destruct, self-implode in regards to all the fear that they are attempting to propagate within your reality. What is happening is, again, the splitting of worlds represents the splitting of this light ray to where more of the denser ray stays upon that third density earth and more of that ray that represents love will move itself into a higher density of being. As you raise your frequency, this is how many of you are feeling much more angelic, floating in that particular sensation, much more lighter in that way because you are removing debris in regards to all of that which has held you down for so long. So this is exactly where you're going. And the new children, again, will be the ones to usher in this new era upon this whole new dimensional planet as we have referred to these newest children upon your planet between the infancy stage to approximately six to seven years old as Emushuan children. The Emushuan children, in that sense, simply represents the idea of a very high violet spectrum. A new form of higher violet is coming into your main spectrum of being right now as you move across fourth density. This has been termed as emutuan light. And these are what the children represent in regards to the frequency that has been brought forward through the Arcturian gateway coming upon in propagation through your electromagnetic grids upon your planet to allow the conducting of this new spectrum, this new ray to come through where the new children representing this ray will be the new generation to assist in your advancement and expansion into a whole new wonderful world. Well, thank you. Thank you for for that information. Uh, Walt and Kimberly, do you have any questions that you would like to know? I'm a, Adranus, I'm a little um, curious about the term, which I'm sure you're familiar with, quantum leaping or quantum jumping and the idea of, and Brad spoke a little bit to this. I wondered if you could flesh it out somewhat. But the parallel dimensions, the idea that we have these doubles and triples and quadruples of ourselves or of our own frequency or vibration in different dimensions and different planes at the same time yes. and that we can access the cumulative knowledge of um, those parts. I don't know if I'm saying the right words, but I think you know what I'm asking. Yes. Could you well, talk this is about what we that? Have termed, this is what we have termed as the amalgamation effect. Basically, what is happening upon your planet is that many of you are literally experiencing other perspectives. And from what this conduit has talked about relating to the most common ways of shamanic healing in regards to soul retrieval, is that aspects of yourself, shards, splinters of your soul, are literally returning to you in the dream state, in the awoken state, through your own resolution. The whole idea here is that you are reaching a point of culmination within your life. The quantum jumping in that sense simply represents the idea of all of these known perspectives that you feel you hold a rapport with, shall we say, a perspective of you that once existed in ancient Egypt, a perspective of you that existed in Atlantis, etc. All of these particular forms of perspectives that are coalescent in regards to your current vibration of your expansion will merge back together with you in the form of acceptance. This is what is known as the amalgamation effect, and again, as we have stated, everything exists now. The past and the future are simply side effects relating to the continuity of consciousness in a linear way. So the whole idea is that as everything exists now, everything is available to you. But the whole idea is, again, what is changing is your perception. Your perception of everything is transforming. Now, again, this can allow gateways to alternate dimensions to bring themselves forward in any way that represents a hologram matrix upon your planet to where many in that sense literally see another world unfolding before their eyes. 
It's not that it is going to maintain the permanency in regards to that vibration, but it is much more the idea of the, shall we say, interface representation of how far you're moving from one dimension to another. So the whole idea in regards, in regards to the quantum jumping in that sense is simply you rekindling your relationships with aspects of yourself that exist in many different realities that are now able to come forward to helping you in your road to completion where you no longer need to physically incarnate upon the planet as you are working to completely resolve the lessons that have anchored you here in the first place. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Walt, do you have any final questions? Um, I, I've, I've learned a lot. <laughs> um, I, I think that the most important thing that, that you're, you're saying is that you have to have a good relationship with yourself. Yes. And and I think that's what the key is in, in any situation is if you don't love yourself, you can't love others, or, or you can, but you really should love yourself so that you can love more. Well, no, you really aren't loving others because the idea is that you feel you want to be of service to others in regards to an addiction of how you feel that you can love yourself. But again, that's backwards. The whole idea is if you wish to sacrifice yourself in regards to assistance of others, basically what you are saying is that those are those people are more worthy than yourself. And so that would simply represent the idea of polarity. So the whole idea here is, again, yes, the love of the self, the fulfillment of everything that you know yourself to be, to know your potential, to know your skill set, to know your attributes that you enjoy about yourself so much, and let that be clear. Let us put it in this particular form of analogy. The projection, the projector, shall we say, that casts the projection upon the wall when it is filled with grime amongst the lens that is not able to broadcast things properly. You need to clean yourself out. You need to clean the film strip out so that you can see everything in clarity. So the whole idea here is that as you work upon yourself to clean out all the grime, the debris that you know naturally does not belong, you are able to see the chrysalis in regards to the clearest picture imaginable relating to your relationship in regards to interacting with this reality, having peace with yourself, having peace with everyone else that simply represents projective mirrors of yourself within this reality. Everybody else upon this earth is simply a version of yourself, and they of you and you of them. It is simply up for you to understand that you are attracting people within your life based upon the nature of synchronicity. You are together in synchronous because this is what you have decided. You are coalescent together with each other's vibration. It is when two magnets themselves come together and form together as one that this is exactly what's happening. Now, a magnet can repel and it can attract. It's simply for you to understand that what is it that is worthy of repelling from you in that sense that you no longer need or in that sense attracting to yourself that you know is another part of you that works together in harmony. Thank you. You're welcome. Kara, any final questions? Oh, um, it, I just wanted to say thank you, Adronis. Uh, we will bring Brad back on as, uh, when you can get him back in uh, to talk about some of his projects. And But I do want to thank you for all of the channeling and the consciousness that you've raised on this radio show, and I hope that it helps a lot of people. Well, we thank you, Kara. Thank we thank you. you, Kimberly. We thank, thank you, Walt, for the opportunity thank of this you. most divine interaction with all of you and mm -hmm. all of your callers today who are tuning into this broadcast through your Internet Collective Consciousness. I am Adronis from Sirius, sending you love, appreciation, and gratitude. 
Thank you to all of you. We look forward to dialoguing with you again very soon. We now return to the conduit. Goodbye for now. All right. Hey, guys, I'm back. (laughs) So, yeah, I hope you guys have all enjoyed that. And uh, that's basically Adronis. And uh, I do private sessions online, uh, basically through Skype. I've helped a lot of people all across the world in regards to questions that they may have. As uh, Tara was saying, in regards to some of my projects, uh, my main project or main website uh, is that of www.ruselfempowered.com. That's A-R-E-Y-O-U-S-E-L-F-E-M-P-O-W-E-R-E-E-D, ruselfempowered.com. There you can uh, book private sessions with Adronis, 30 minutes, 60 minutes, group sessions, uh, even mentorship packages where you can actually allow Adronis to be your own personal mentor in regards to your uh, reintegration of loving yourself, bringing yourself into that alignment, having a person who can really encourage you, inspire you, and help you to understand who you really are uh, through your allowance. Let that be uh, brought forward. Again, there's energy healings and Akashic record readings as well. All kinds of great stuff. Uh, But that's basically one of my projects there. Are you self-empowered? Now, Brad... Sorry, Kara. Are some of these... um, Are... Are some of these from within you, or is there a separation? I'm a little confused. Is is Adronis always um, there? Do you know what I'm kind of asking? I'm like, how do we divide? He this? is he is always there. Yeah, basically how he works is he doesn't he doesn't comprise himself of time at all. Uh, he's beyond that. Uh, basically everything in regards to it's almost like if you're flicking on a light switch and you know that that light is now that that light is now time to come on. Uh, basically that's how I connect with him. He's basically available whenever I need. Oh, okay. It's not All like right. he's having coffee at 9 a.m. or <laughs> spacecraft at 5 p.m. or anything like that. Uh, he, he is a light body consciousness. He exists in what's known as the fifth density, the higher astral realm, the higher octave relating to the astral realm. And basically, well, uh, he has some form of physicality to him, but again, he exists within non-linear existence. Non-linear existence, you're more so preserving yourself in regards to event and experience rather than the illusion of the concept. And time doesn't exist. It's something that is a man. Okay, so you wrote a book. Um, could you talk a little bit about that? Because kind of what you, the question I just asked in your answer, are some of the topics addressed in your very large manuscript, which has quite a bit of information in it as well. Could you talk a little bit about your book? Yes, yes. It's called uh, Insights with Adronis from Sirius. I actually did this back in <clears throat> 2009 with a friend of mine named Jefferson Biscardi. He's written a few other metaphysical books as well, too. And it's basically just uh, nine, nine sessions with Adronis, about 90 minutes each, uh, and just a lot of information that Jefferson was able to put together in regards to questions. And he was really testing Adronis. Like, there was some big technical questions. Uh, and basically, this is just his kind of own free form of direction relating to that. And so it's available on areyourselfempowered.com. You can go ahead and uh, purchase it online there. Uh, but that's basically what it was all about, is just uh, just allowing myself to go into the state, getting all this knowledge from Adronis together in one book. Uh, we do have a second book in the works, uh, but it's kind of on hiatus right now as we're both kind of busy. Uh, I also have a second book as well, too. It's actually a visionary fiction novel that I just completed. It was the Day Zero book I was talking about at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, that's actually available right now, and basically through visionary fiction, I'm kind of just outlining everything I've learned in regards to spirituality, consciousness, this way, uh, and my website for that is dayzerocountdown.com. That's another book that's just recently been created. 
Uh, I've also have a DVD on the website as well too called Adronis Negative Advancement, which is somewhat like the book that I've created with Adronis, except it's in DVD. Wow, and your website again, if people would like to purchase private readings or all the many things you offer, yeah. what is that? Yeah, it's www.areyouselfempowered.com. That's as if I was to come up to you and say, areyouselfempowered.com. So areyouselfempowered.com, check out the private readings. It's digital courses as well, too. And there's also a lot of free multimedia as well, too. You'll find an entire Adronis library with lots of videos in regards to him talking about many different things. Fantastic. So, well, Brad, Brad, are you Brad, 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 uh, are you on, on any uh, social media outlets like Facebook oh, yes. or Twitter? Yeah. Yeah, you can uh, get a hold of me on Facebook. Uh, it's facebook.com slash bradjohnson79. Uh, that's my Facebook. Uh, you can also email me at uh, info at areyouselfempowered.com. But uh, reach me on Facebook. That's the one I use the most. Uh, I can't even remember my Twitter off by chance. But uh, okay. just uh, contact me on Facebook. I'm happy to add you. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we've really enjoyed it, and it's been such an enlightening experience. And thank you. You have such generosity of spirit. Sometimes people aren't willing to really give us a good taste of their gifts, but you've been so generous, and I, I can't really express how thankful we are um, for you know your generosity of time and spirit. So thank you so much for being oh, on the show. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Had a, uh, I had a great time. Thank you so much for inviting me, and look forward to speaking to you guys again. Yeah, and we'll hear you on Curious Show, of course, in the coming months. Is Absolutely. there any um, radio that you're going to be on or other you know, uh, media? I have my weekly show. I have my weekly show, uh, my radio show. It's uh, called uh, the Adronis Morning Show. Uh, it's every Friday. Uh, this Friday is going to be a special one. It's going to take place at 11 o'clock. It's actually going to be on Ustream, but you can go to my website and check out more information there. But I do it on a weekly basis every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Wow. Well, absolutely. Absolutely fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Brad, and we'll wish you a good evening, and hopefully um, maybe you'll be talking to some of our listeners soon privately. So thank you so much. Sounds great. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Bye. Good night. Wow. Um, I don't remember because I'm like so half out of my body now um, which one of you was going to wrap up (laughs) our announcements, but whoever, maybe Kara, were you going to do that? Were you going to wrap up? Um, I can I can wrap up. I feel bad because uh, Walt hasn't had a chance to really talk, but uh, as long as he feels that it's okay, I, I will do the outro announcements. Okay, I give you 100% permission <laughs> to do the uh, to do the wrap ups. Okay, so <laughs> we are going to wrap it up tonight. Uh, <clears throat> tomorrow, Thursday, September 20th. At 9 p.m. Eastern Time, Dr. Kimberly will speaking on raising your vibration and creating abundance in your life on Coaching with the Masters. Sign up at www.secrettoeverything.com and receive free instant downloads and gifts. If you can't listen live, register anyway, and you'll still receive the the free replay. Next Wednesday, we have Shane and Brandon from Spike Paranormal. We will be talking about some of their most interesting cases and their approach to investigating the paranormal. Second hour, we will be discussing ancient civilizations with author Arthur Barham. He will be sharing why these recent discoveries affect your life today. October brings us to an exciting month beginning with Greg Friedman on October 3rd. Greg is a consciousness expert and life coach. He will do whatever it takes to make your transformation happen, and he will be taking callers. 
second hour will be Sandra Sneed, God's Scribe, discussing her short book, The Missing Tale of Eve. She will be performing many radio readings and sharing what she believes is God speaking directly to you about your life and personal mission. We will be discussing the masculine feminine feminine roles in relationships in our society. October 10th, Angela Levisk will be talking about holistic weight loss the first hour. And the second hour, we will switch to director of aerial phenomena. Uh, we'll, and they will be talking to us about the latest in UFO and alien news. I heard there's a lot of that out there lately. So, as always, check out www.secrettoeverything.com, Serene Wellness on Twitter. So, that would be at Serene Wellness, at Coast to Coast Care if you want to catch up with me, at Ghost Hunter Walt, at Intuitive underscore PS, and Serenity Natural Wellness on Facebook. Thank you, everyone. Let's all say good night and give our blessings, and we will talk to you later. Good night, everybody. Good night, Thank you Good so much. Good night, Walt. Good night, Kara. Good, Good night, everyone. Good night, Adrana. Thanks for listening on our Secrets to Everything with Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. Listen every Wednesday night, Eastern Standard Time, from 7 to 8 p.m. on Block Talk Radio.